0: john 15 i'm going to start in verse one right so we're going to talk about um this relationship in jesus this relationship where a relationship is in the lord and this is an allegory so an allegory is just an extended metaphor right so uh, John is allegorizing in telling this story. You know, So I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser, right? And Jesus clearly is showing hierarchy. Um, they're giving reverence to the Father. God, the Son and God, the Father are co-equal. But in terms of function, where Jesus is at in his earthly ministry, right? He's making this um, um, hierarchical statement on where um, he is in terms of function with the Father. And actually, let me pray and pray. Father, I just pray that you would open up hearts and minds and uh, that you would bless and cleanse people, Lord God, by the power of your word. I pray, Father, Lord God, that whoever is downtrodden today, Lord God, that you would lift them up, that you will give them the grace, Lord God, to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit, right? So he prunes, he adapts, he changes so that branch may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So the word of God has this cleansing power right it has this cleansing power to purge you of these moral imperfections or sin it has the power to cleanse you of sin and desires if you're in the word right if you are in the word and if you're in the word and 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 engaging with the word on a day-to-day basis then you are in this vine don't forget the vine, God, Jesus uses the vine as a metaphor and the story is telling is an allegory, right? An allegory, as I said, is just an extended metaphor, right? He's using an agrarian context to make a point. So you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Do you know just as you take A shower every day, and you are clean because of the water that has washed you. Well, it's the same way with the word. You are washed with the word, and you are purged of these moral imperfections. You know, I want you guys to start taking inventory of seeing how you are changing. Because here's the thing when you start seeing and tracking how you are changing right in the word and you see the power that the word has to cleanse and shape and prune and take away these imperfections and essentially take away things because the word will take away things that hinder your life and so the word essentially helps you to have a more fulfilled Life. And clearly, what Jesus is talking about, you're already clean because the word which I have spoken to you is talking about purging impurities. The word explodes in our spirit and brings about change. Abide in me. Let me to abide. Live in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me, abiding is to live, an abode is a dwelling place, if you hear that someone is of no fixed abode, that means that somebody is homeless, right, so you are, you you are kind of, so you're never going to be permanently disconnected from the vine, but here's the thing is that when you not are, when you are not in this in Christ relationship, you will be disconnected from the benefits of the vine, from the benefits. Now there are people that become estranged from their families. There are people. There was a law going around. There was a cases going around in the 90s where kids were even trying to divorce themselves from their parents. I don't know if anyone recalls that, but here's the thing. If you divorce yourself from your parent, your family, you don't get to get the benefits of the family. No, you've divorced yourself. You now are not in this in Christ relationship this indwelling relationship, you do not get to get the benefits of being in the vine. Look, abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Unless you live in me, you cannot bear fruit of yourself. He is the fruit. He is the life. That causes the fruit right to be produced, you know you cut a branch off an apple tree right you're never going to see an apple grow on that branch you just cut off it's never going to happen because it's not abiding it's not connected to the the tree, which a tree right through so there's a process called it's called imbibition where. The tree's roots grab water for our nutrients, right, that, use, that is used to feed that branch. Well, Jesus is the tree. And we, by connecting through the power of the spirit, being connected to him, we derive these spiritual nutrients from the word of God. That produces fruit in us. I am the vine; you are branches. He abides in me, and I in him. Bears much fruit. Bears much fruit, produces all of this good. These good works. Much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. There is no fruit. Nothing of spiritual significance that you can produce apart from the law of God, Jesus Christ. If anyone does not buy me, is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. A lot of people believe that this is a, uh, oh, people lose their salvation. One, you can never draw such a conclusion from an allegory. Right, this is an allegoric. So no, it's not talking about that. It's actually talking about them not being of any use. A carnal Christian is no use. If you are calling yourself a Christian and you are not abiding in the person who you claim to be a part of, why are we called Christians? What is a Christian? A Christian. It's a follower of Christ. You, if you're not abiding in the source of life, you can't call yourself a Christian. If you don't have any fellowship, you have your salvation, you don't lose yourself, but you lose fellowship. And when you lose fellowship, you lose the benefits of being connected to. The vine. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, if my words live in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. See what it says. Oh, that there is a prereq, right? It's a prereq. You have to, you have to abide in Jesus. His words abide in you. Right. And you ask whatever you got, it will be done for you. If you're not abiding, you cannot. He's already given the prereq. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciple. A real disciple abides in. The Disciple, right, abides in the Disciple, just as the Father has loved me, I've also loved you and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, in my love, uh, if you keep, if you, uh, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you, and that that your joy may be made full. So if you you've just got you've just got the formula there for joy. So if you are all sad and unhappy, but also this is the formula for peace. This is the formula for fulfillment. This if your if your soul feels dry, if you feel that anxious, hey, maybe you are not abiding, right? Maybe you are not abiding in the vine because the promise is if you abide in the vine you can ask whatever you want it will be given to you and also there's joy there then you're also enveloped enveloped by the love of abiding just abiding in the vine there is great peace and there is great fulfillment A spiritual Christian lives there, lives in Christ. Remember, I talked about the person. His word lives in you. Let's go to uh, Colossians 3, verse 16. See what it says here? It says, um, in fact, let's read verse 15 and 16. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful. Remember I talked about that belief in your hearts, right? Let your not your heart be troubled. Then, listen, verse 16, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, richly live within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing. So that is what it means to abide, is that the word of Christ richly dwelling within you. No, not visiting, it's got to live there, right? It has got to live there. I don't care, you could be a homeless person and you visit Buckingham Palace every day. What good is just visiting? You're still homeless when you leave, right? I mean, now it's good if they say to you, hey, come and live here. That is great. We have the opportunity to live. We should not be allowing the word to visit. It should be living. It should be residing in us because it purges us. It changes us. There is no problem that this word cannot take care of, but you have got to... Let it dwell in you richly, or let it abide in you. As Christ says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you cannot abide in Christ without his word abiding in you. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was God. So you. Allow the word of Christ to dwell in you richly. You allow the supernatural power of God to dwell in you richly. This is the prescription for sadness, for addictions, for bitterness, for resentment, for anger, for trauma, for depression, anxiety. Whatever the case may be, this is the answer. Letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Because now you are abiding. You are living. You are bearing fruit. Oh, no, not weeds. You're bearing fruit. Right. Bearing fruit. You, you, you are fulfilled. You have a peace. What Christ says here, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. So another another place I want you to go to go to Acts verse 20. And I want to read this, what Paul says. Um so I'm going to read from 23, right? So Paul's on his way to Jerusalem. So Acts 20, 23, I'm going to start. Except that, uh, let me read 22. And now be all bound in the spirit. I'm on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying bonds and afflictions await me. For I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify something of the gospel of the grace of God. You know, in some versions, I've got the NSP, but in some versions it says, so that I may finish my course with joy. That's what he says, so that I may finish my course with joy. So uh, that I may finish my course abiding in the true vine because if you've got joy it means that you are abiding in the source of this joy and if you don't it means that you are not you know abiding in the source of this joy you know what it does it swallows up anxiety abiding in the source of this joy it swallows up depression and sadness it swallows up Hopelessness it swallows up because these things are natural but when you abide in the source the supernatural power, it swallows up the natural right swallows up the natural because now you are abiding in something that cannot that that nothing can contend with look what scripture says in first Uh, Corinthians verse 15 that death is swallowed up in victory well depression is swallowed up when you're abiding in the one who swallowed up death in victory when you're abiding in the one who was made manifest according to first john 3 verse 8 to destroy the work of the devil anybody who's depressed anybody who's got problems it's He created the system that caused it. But now you are abiding in the one that defeated him. And when you are abiding, living in the one that defeated him, you are now abiding in the benefits of that defeat. Meaning you're abiding now, enjoy the swallows of depression in victory. I know I had it, swallows it up, swallows up anxiety in victory, swallows up panic attacks in victory, swallows up addictions in victory, swallows up hopelessness in victory, swallows up insomnia in victory, swallows up everything that the enemy tried to use to destroy us. But you have to. Abide. You can't just visit. You can't just do a drive through. No, you've got to abide there. You can't do a takeout here. No, you've got to abide. Really, there's no such thing as a takeout Jesus. No, you have got to abide. You've got to live there and allow Him to live in you. And when you do, you know, you experience supernatural power. You experience victory, really. You experience victory, but don't think you're ever going to experience it by going there, allowing him to visit from time to time. No, you have got to allow him to live. And that's you every day engaging with a word this word is supernatural power it will change your life but you have to do it consistently you have to do it consistently you have to abide you know i'm kind of i got so busy i'm a bad plant owner but i wasn't watering these plants that i had consistently and they died they died and i felt so bad really I felt so bad, but the next plants I get, it's going to be consistent, but it's the same way, so our fellowship with the Lord can die, don't get me wrong, nothing ever dies with the source of life, so I can say it can go dormant, but you know what, you can revive it now, with God is the great thing, everything can be jump-started. Everything can be jump started. You know what? There's power of the spirit, best jumper cables you can ever have. So you can jump start your devotional life right now when you finish. This now, so that you abide, so that you then start walking in the victory and start walking in the results. They're abiding produces. Don't forget, says produces fruit more fruit, and much fruit. That's a lot of fruit. That's a lot of fruit, really. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff that is being produced by abiding. Right? By abiding. Understand, without me, you can do nothing. On account of Christian, is a Christian who tries to live without Christ, without being connected to Christ. You can't do it. You cannot do it. So... So a few um, prayer uh, points. First one is this, Lord God, give me the grace to abide in you, Lord God. Give me the grace to abide in you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. Father, give me the grace to abide in you, Lord God, to engage with your word, to abide with you, Father, Lord God. I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to believe the benefits of abiding in you. You know what? If you truly believed these promises, oh, they wouldn't be able to keep you out of the word. So give me the grace to believe. This is the biggest problem that Christians have is really not believing the Lord. And more putting, and that's another, the other thing about a kind of Christian is someone who places faith in themselves. That's why he says, Yesterday, do not let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, also believe in me. Your heart being troubled is if you believe in you, really. So it's Lord God, give me the grace to believe the benefits of abiding in you, Lord God. Give me the grace in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I just praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace to believe the benefits of abiding in you, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord God, let my joy, let my peace, let my fulfillment, let me experience the abundant life life is qualitative it's not quantitative it's not about quantity it's about quality right at least on this side of heaven right i mean clearly eternity is all about quantity and quality right how long is eternity <laughs> that's a long time it can't be measured but here it's qualitative so it's long gone Let me experience the the qualitative life, the abundant life, fulfillment, joy, Lord God. Let others see my life shine. Our lives are supposed to shine, right? Let others see my life shine in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. Father, I praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace to experience the qualitative life, Lord God. Fulfillment, joy, peace. Your word says you came to give me life and life more abundantly. Give me the grace to experience that, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord God, and I want you right now to Pray for yourself and pray for somebody else that you know is in need. Pray for yourself and pray for someone else that is in need. Okay, so take just a minute or two to do that. Jesus name. Amen. So I'm going to do the caring call. I'm going to pass it over to um, back to, uh, to Sandy. So if you don't know the Lord, please say this prayer with me. Father Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I don't just want the transaction of salvation, Lord God, but I want the relationship, Lord God. I want to abide in you, divine, and to bear fruit for your glory, Lord God. So, Father, I pray that you would now take my life and make it something I never, ever could by myself. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay.